everyone remain calm. Back for more, huh? Well, yeah. Ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. But then later there's running and then screaming. Somebody talk to me! What is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. <laughs> How long is it going to take for that to spread around the globe? This was all John Hammond's dream. Hold on to your butt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 276th episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. Jurassic June is upon us once again, and uh, it is time for Jurassic fans all over the world to celebrate the Jurassic franchise. It's that time of the year where everybody is sharing their dinosaur artwork, their uh, photography that they've taken of the, the Mattel toys, special projects that everybody's been working on, tie-ins with the franchise. It is so, so exciting to be here once again and to know that surprises are right around the corner and I am so excited to see what is officially revealed and what is revealed from fan sites and fans alike. It's going to be such an amazing month here in Jurassic June, so stay tuned. We've got a lot in store. So for today's episode, we're going to relay some of the latest news, including some thoughts from Colin Trevorrow on tie-ins to Camp Cretaceous and Jurassic World Dominion, and uh, also, maybe there's a trailer soon for Jurassic World Dominion. We're going to have to look to find out. And then we have some uh, information on the Tribute Store down in Universal Orlando. After that, we hear from the one and only Tom Jurassic with a special project that we are going to be working on together. It's going to be a ton of fun, so please pay attention to everything he's going to be asking of you very shortly after the news. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we hope everybody participates. So please, stay tuned for that. And rounding out the show, we're once again heading into the Visitor Center to chat with artist Mike Spires. We're going to discuss how he became a Jurassic fan, maybe touch on some theories for Jurassic World Dominion, and his artwork, which he is an incredible artist, and then we're going to discuss a special project that he has been working on with us so stay tuned for all the information very soon. Now before we get started, of course, I'd like to take care of some quick business. Now first off, you may have noticed already, but some of the aesthetics surrounding the podcast have uh, kind of changed a little bit, and that is due to artist Mike Spires, who's going to be on this episode, so please stay tuned for more from him. But he worked with us uh, in tandem to create some really, really fun artwork. We wanted something to help us stand out, something to make us uh, feel more original and kind of distinguish ourselves from the Jurassic logo in a way. We, we've been around for so long now that we kind of wanted to create our own identity, I guess you could say, so we could be something uh, a little fresh and a little new and something uh, fun for everybody out there. So please go to our website, JurassicParkPodcast.com. Check out everything over there. We also do have a store set up over on tpublic.com where you can actually order 
a few different items if you want a, uh, let's say a, a t-shirt or a mask or a pin or, or a magnet or a, a sticker, whatever the case may be, you can order uh, a few different variations of our artwork that Mike has created for us. So please head to our website. You can find the links on there for, uh, for the store. So please go check it out. Help support the podcast because Every dollar, uh, well, maybe not every dollar. Some of it go, most of it goes to T Public, but also a lot of it comes back to us here at the podcast to help support the show. So please uh, take a look. If you like something, help us out. That would be amazing. If not, no big deal. It's there if you want it. I mostly wanted it for myself, not just to be honest with you guys, because like for years I've been wanting something to like wear or to uh, to to have a sticker or something. So honestly. Maybe it was a selfish endeavor, but I really wanted something for myself. So thank you uh, to Mike and to everybody out there who who may or even may not support us. We really, really love everybody out there, and we hope this is a fun endeavor for everybody. Now, moving over to YouTube. Uh, last week, I did a toy hunt where I tracked down some, uh, some, some figures for the younger audience, which is actually the Imaginext figures. They're really, really fun. Um, also, we did... I, it was like four or five different uh, videos for the Jurassic Wire. Uh, part of our Wire segment just split up and uh, put out as different videos, so please check those out if you haven't already. And also, I did a live stream to discuss the new tribute store down at Universal Orlando where you can, you know, check out a highly, highly themed environment, a store where you can buy Jurassic merch, you can buy shirts and toys and even some snacks out there. So I I, uh, I got a chance to look at that on the live stream as well as the, the new Amber Collection updates, which there's been a plethora of pre-orders and looks at the figures and all that stuff. Plus, I did a little... Uh, breakdown of the end of Camp Cretaceous Season 3, so if you want some spoiler discussion on there, please check out my live stream from last week. Now, this week, uh, we will be having another toy hunt, so please check that out. Still up in the air, I think I might do a live stream, but I'm not too sure just yet. It's Jurassic June, things are busy, so <laughs> we gotta see what's going on there, but stay tuned on that one. And then there will be a toy review at the end of the week as well, so please stay tuned for that. So that about wraps it up here for the intro. We appreciate each and every person listening this Jurassic June. So share this show around. Show some love for the Jurassic franchise. And uh, let's make this an awesome, awesome month for Jurassic fans. So this is going to be a very fun episode filled with Jurassic news. We got a fun update and some fun interactivity from Tom Jurassic. And then we round it out with an awesome interview with Mike Spires. So please stick around. But without further ado, why don't we get this episode kicked off with a little bit of Jurassic news from around the world. 18 minutes and your company catches up on 10 years of research. Access rate program. Access security. These pictures were taken in hospital in Costa Rica 48 hours ago. I don't want to jump to any conclusions, but look. Boy, my head being right all the time. But today, I guarantee it. All right, so first off here in the news, we wanted to discuss an article from Entertainment Weekly uh, discussing Camp Cretaceous Season 3, having a conversation with Colin Trevorrow and Scott Kramer, uh, the executive producer on on, uh, Camp Cretaceous. So there are some fun little tidbits in this article. 
And uh, first off, and then more specifically, they, they discuss the connections here um, between Dominion and Camp Cretaceous. So they're having a little back and forth, and Colin Trevorrow says this. There are connections that we're making for sure. When you see Dominion, it will be clear that it takes place on the same timeline and in the same world as our show. So very vague, of course, very vague right there, but it does give a lot of hope and some insight into the fact that maybe there will be some connections scattered throughout, and maybe there has already been connections, we don't know, but it'll be interesting to see how this show plays out, how it ties into Jurassic World Dominion, and uh, yeah, where this show goes from here. Now, towards the end of the article, Contravaro goes on to say, We do have a beginning, middle, and an end for it. I certainly wouldn't want anyone to think we don't have a plan. We do, and there is an ending in sight. Scott and the writers have plotted out a pretty exciting way forward. So, where do you think we are on that little timeline there? The beginning, middle, and an end. Are we still in the beginning portion? I don't know. Are we at the end of the beginning? Are we in the middle? Uh, it does seem that there is an ending in sight, so maybe we are getting towards the end of this saga here, the Camp Cretaceous story. I don't know, but uh, it is very exciting that uh, this whole thing is part of a larger story, and uh, that is very comforting to know that they are taking this show seriously, they are plotting it out together, along with Dominion it seems like, and uh, it seems like everybody is working together to create a very cohesive story, and I very much appreciate that. Now, EW couldn't get much information out of Scott Kramer about future seasons. Doesn't know if they're going to get any more. But uh, as, as previously mentioned on our podcast from Scott himself, he always kind of alludes to the fact that there may never be another season. But there always tends to be one on the horizon. So I am very excited to hopefully learn more. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we get another season in the next four to five months like we have been in the past. So keep our fingers crossed there uh, and hope that maybe the tie-ins to Dominion weren't too apparent so that we actually can get season four, five, six, however many they want to make before Jurassic World Dominion. So there's plenty more from this article, some amazing quotes and some great conversations. So please head to the link in our show notes for more from EW.com. <laughs> So next up here in the news, I wanted to discuss the Jurassic World Tribute Store down at the Universal Orlando Resort, specifically at Universal Studios Florida. Now, this did open up on May 27th, so it is currently active. This is a place where you can actually walk right through the Jurassic World gates into an engine location. You actually get to stroll right through the control room. There's videos playing, controls all over the place, uh, electrical boxes, but uh, this is also a store location. So there's also a raptor paddock with just uh, plants all over the place and uh, electrified fences and also raptors all over in there. You get to go through a lab as well, see some old stuff that uh, specifically is from the Jurassic Park era. It is just an incredibly highly themed store where you can buy all kinds of Jurassic merch. Uh, so much stuff specifically for the parks. There's also a little bit of Dominion stuff sprinkled in there. Uh, just random Jurassic World stuff. Uh, there's toys, there's collectibles, there's there's also food as well. So you can buy some incredibly highly themed food. Um, but there's some really, really fun details in there. One of them actually, uh, you've seen floating around for years. Uh, 
specifically this giant uh, engine crate that has the four Raptors from the Raptor squad on top of it. This is something you saw, I believe, out in London at like a train station. It was down in uh, Australia for the opening of Jurassic World, the exhibition, and now it is in Orlando, part of the, uh, the Raptor paddock area where you can walk around and see the Raptors. It is just really, really awesome, and I am much looking forward to the snacks. So uh, definitely head out there. You can find some amazing stuff. We, we do have uh, an article over on JurassicParkPodcast.com where you can find out more information. Uh, we did have a press release where we got some images and stuff like that. Plus, there is a video, so track down that video. I'll try to put it in the show notes for this week. Uh, they actually did a full walkthrough of the area where you can see literally everything. There's also a giant uh, uh, triceratops in this location as well. It's amazing what they were able to accomplish in this tribute store. Now, if you're wondering what is the tribute store, tribute stores down in Universal Orlando, uh, basically they come out every so often when a themed event is happening for instance like Mardi Gras they'll they'll actually do it for you know specifically for that event or when Halloween Horror Nights comes out they'll theme it to Halloween Horror Nights and whatever kind of haunted houses and stuff like that that they have so it's it's an incredible experience and even if you just walk through and don't buy a single thing it is still something you need to go see so definitely go Check it out at Universal Orlando. Buy your tickets. Go head down there. And, of course, read the article on JurassicParkPodcast.com. So, lastly, here in the news, I wanted to discuss uh, an article from The Hollywood Reporter, again, talking with Colin Trevorrow about Camp Cretaceous Season 3. And towards the end of the discussion, it looks like they started talking about the promotional push for Jurassic World Dominion. And Colin wouldn't necessarily tease whether a trailer is coming soon or not, but he did have this to say. It's going to be sooner than you think. I can't talk about it just yet. We've got something fun planned, and it has everything to do with getting people back into the movie theaters. So yeah, that's uh, that's kind of big, right? I mean, he's not saying there's a trailer coming soon specifically, but of course my mind kind of wanders there uh, initially. They have something fun planned to get people back into movie theaters. So what does that mean? Uh, this is not any kind of you know new speculation, but it's the common speculation because... Where else would you go if you're Universal? You would head towards Fast 9 or F9, Fast and Furious 9, whatever you want to call that movie these days. It's coming out June 25th. So Fast 9 is a movie that was supposed to come out last year, and it was one of the first films to actually just say outright last year, hey, we're going to move a full year, even a little bit more later. So they actually were one of the first films to do that, and now it's, it's upon us now, and... They want to start to get people back into the theaters, and what better than uh, a Universal franchise with Fast and Furious, but also a Jurassic World trailer. It could be a fun way to do it. I don't know if it will be an exclusive only to theaters, where maybe during the weekend of the 25th of June, maybe you can only see it in theaters, and it's not going to be released online. That would certainly be a way to get Jurassic fans out there, right? But also... I couldn't help but wonder if they maybe have another thing like Battle at Big Rock planned. Now, I don't want to get everybody's hopes up just yet. We have no idea. I have no insight into that at all. But it does make me wonder because they have something fun planned. Is that something... Is a trailer necessarily something that you would say, I have something fun planned for you guys? It's a trailer. 
I don't know. I feel like you would maybe hype up something else if you had something fun planned. You know, sometimes uh, even this is kind of aside from the Battle at Big Rock style um, push, but you know, maybe they have one of those things before the movie starts, before the preview starts that actually showcases like a little behind the scenes about Jurassic World Dominion. So that's a possibility too. But I am hyped that the potential, I guess, for, uh, you know, a short film or something like that. Jurassic World, uh, well, Battle of Big Rock was about eight minutes, right? Um, it would, the film itself was a little bit shorter than you add on the credits and everything, but maybe they filmed something else. Uh, I've always said that it would be awesome if there were like two to three of those, but, you know, we never got anything else outside of Battle at Big Rock a few years ago. But to have something else, introduce the world a little bit, showcase what the dinosaurs have been up to, maybe introduce the, the original trio or Biosyn or something like that, it could be a fun way to get Jurassic fans back into theaters, right? Now, of course, we do have to wonder and think about everybody's safety, of course, because everybody needs to take it at their own pace. But um, if you feel up to the challenge at this point, if you're vaccinated, if you have a way to get back to theaters safely, it's a fun option. So it might be the way to get us all back. All I know is I, I am so excited for Jurassic June this year. There is so much potential, and I, I'm kind, I've kind of got this feeling that, you know, in a way to make up for pushing Jurassic World Dominion to 2022, another year away, maybe they're going to be nice to us and give us some fun stuff for this Jurassic June. So, of course, stay tuned uh, for more information. Hopefully, we all see something fun together. But if you want some more information and you want to check out the Hollywood Reporter article, head to the link in our show notes. Oh, there it is. There it is. Hi everyone, it's Tom here with a special announcement. Thank you for letting me put this in here, Brad. So guys, we wanted to invite you to send in a video message of one thing you are looking forward to in Jurassic World Dominion. We're nearly a year out and that means it's time to get excited. So we're putting some videos together for a very special project, which we will be announcing soon. This project is all centered on the Jurassic community, Jurassic June and getting people excited for the future and you guys are a vital part of that. So send your video message in, one thing you're looking forward to in Jurassic World Dominion to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. That's JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Preferably landscape video recording so we can edit them all together easily. Uh, if it's not landscape, don't worry too much though, I will make it work. And please, please, please send in your video messages. We want as many people as possible to be a part of this special project uh, that we are very, very excited to share soon. Thanks so much guys, take care and enjoy this episode. Let's open up the doors to the visitor center to chat with artist Mike Spires about his artwork, the Jurassic franchise, and more. We are here inside the visitor center. It's a it's a hot 
muggy summer day, and all the uh, the amazing paleo art on that wall over there. It's like, you know, it's straight from 1993. It's rapidly deteriorating. But I think I have somebody here to help with that. I've got an artist and a big Jurassic fan, Mike Spires. How you doing, dude? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. You know, like I said, it's very yeah. sweaty in here, and uh, I've got a lot of questions <laughs> for you, so we'll try to get in and out before... Uh, before we start deteriorating, but uh, yeah, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's not going away. The heat. <laughs> so I, uh, I, you know, some people would maybe, uh, you know, go into the kitchen. Maybe there's a freezer in there, try to cool off. But I've got a question for you to kick things off. Um, if you were stuck in a kitchen with a Velociraptor, what would you do? And would you make it out alive? Uh, <laughs> I probably would try to, I would probably would do what Lex intended. Yeah. Sneak, hide, you know, try and move as quickly as I could around the kitchen, be as quiet as I could. Um, I'd like to think I'd make it out alive, to be honest. Um, I, I'm not, I mean, my, my kids are as clumsy as clumsy as hell. And I don't know if they get that from me. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if I'd bash into things and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. There's you know how, how noisy those, those metal kitchens can be. <laughs> yeah. Why did it have to be just solid metal and, and all the, it uh, was yeah. even, even when they leant up against the side, it was a boom, boom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's a tough situation, but uh, luckily, you know, you're confident enough. Maybe you'll get out of there. Who knows? It's a tough situation. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I would make it out. So, you know, you we, yeah, we, we got we got a lot to live for, though. We'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll, we'll try to get out of there, out of the Raptors claws. Um, but I do want to bring it back to Jurassic Park and, and straight to the beginning uh, of your, you know, your version of the fan fandom and fanhood. And uh, I want to know about your first experience with Jurassic Park. What was it? Uh, you know, tell me a little bit about that time frame in your life. Um, so I, well, I, I remember seeing it at the cinema when it first came out back in 93. Um, I went with all my, all my family, my parents, brothers and sisters. Um, and the one thing that always sticks out about Jurassic Park for me and my brother's younger than me and probably shouldn't have been seeing it anyway, but Hey, it was the nineties. <laughs> um, it was the Velociraptor scene. Um, and he'd probably hate me for saying this, but I just remember him bursting into tears um, because he was that scared of the Velociraptors in the kitchen and stuff like that. So I just remember my mum sort of like quickly escorting him past me. But I was like, I was glued to the cinema screen. Like, <laughs> and I just remember like these bodies going past me and the sound of the, of yeah. the tears. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was just, um, I mean, I was obsessed with dinosaurs before that. Um, and I suppose going into Jurassic Park as a as an eight year old kid, you know, with already obsessed with watching the same video documentary that I had, you know, and and the books and collecting the magazines and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then yeah, just going into Jurassic Park, it was it was it was insane for me. So yeah, it's. Um, I, I like that. It sounds it's a very familiar story. You know, I feel like we all had <laughs> had very similar experiences. I I unfortunately don't remember my first uh and, and we're around the same age, so I I 
I, I wish I did. I remember. I wish I remember my first experience in the theater. So that's good that you do. Uh, it's a blur. You know, you see your family walk by. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what yeah. do you think it is about Jurassic Park? Do you think it's just like, is it the dinosaurs? Because you said you like dinosaurs ahead of time. Like, what is it about this film yeah. that that makes it so big think, and well, so special? I mean, to to me, it's obviously obviously the dinosaurs. Um, and back then there and no, still is now, but there isn't much screen time really with the dinosaurs. Yeah. So there was a lot of a lot of the the people and the action and it was just it was seeing the park as well. I think like actually feeling like these people were actually on the island. They they were actually in the park. This is something that you know we could potentially go to. I was a, I was a I was a kid. I love theme parks and zoos and all that sort of stuff. And it was just like, oh my God, this is just like a mixture <laughs> of everything together that I was just like in, you know, crazy about. So, um, so yeah, I think, I think the, the almost the realism of, of the film. And I know that sounds weird because we, we don't have dinosaurs and things like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was just one of those things where um, I just got sucked into it really. Yeah. You know, it is it is filled with realism, uh, you know, just around every turn. It's a place that you feel like you could have went to as a kid. Um, like you said, yeah. you know, we're all yeah. kind of as kids, we're all obsessed with <clears throat> dinosaurs first off. Right. And then, you know, doing something fun, going on the tour, you know, get, getting in this really cool vehicle that has touchscreens. And, uh, you know, so there's a lot of fun stuff in there, even though it is very science heavy uh, a lot of things yeah. that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. think kids would be into, but it it really draws us in through all these like real elements. And I, I think because you know it's real, you you feel like it's a real place. It makes all the difference. You know, a lot of times today in movies, you're like, "Wow, that's just CG," you know. And it's just they they built out this world. It's all fake. You know, I don't I don't know what to believe is real or not anymore. So sometimes that's in the back of your mind when you're watching a, yeah. a film these days. But back then, I feel like you're just like, nope, that's a real place. I believe it. It's actually there. You know, it's something something tangible about that that process. Yeah, and I think, like, I mean, I completely agree with the, you know, the science aspect and things like that. It was, um, um, that's what, that's what I loved about the first one. That's what I love about the Lost World. It was, it was quite factual. There was, it was parts of the movies where they actually just stopped. And just like talked about the dinosaurs, talked about the science behind it and things like that. And, um, you know, it's it's things like that that I think made it more real, that it wasn't constant action scene after action scene after action scene. Um, yeah. You know, there was there was some time to digest and, and it, you know, there was just the discussion around the the uh, the raptor enclosure, yeah. you know, where... Dr. Grant's just talking to Muldoon and they're having a conversation about, you know, their growth patterns and all this sort of stuff. And it's just, I don't know. I don't know how much of that sort of conversation would happen in a, in a film made today. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair, that's a fair statement. You know, it's, it doesn't necessarily happen. It happens every now and then we get, you know, a beautiful sequence in Jurassic world where like, Simon Mizrani and Dr. Wu have have that kind of similar conversation. It feels much shorter and it doesn't feel as heavy in in certain instances in the, in the new films, yeah. but you know, they're they're there but just not as impactful, I don't think, uh as they used to be. You know that that moment you talk about with the raptors uh, and they're all talking there at the paddock. It's such a great scene because 
there's not just like one conversation. There's like multiple conversations happening over top of yeah. each other. And you're yeah. trying to hear every bit of it and take it all in. And, and, you know, as a kid, that's what yeah, I did. I was like, talking to yeah. Ellie and you know, it's all going on and stuff like that. I, I think that's, you know, I think it's one of Spielberg's traits, really that whole sort of conversation over conversation and, and sort of making it feel as though there's not okay. Now you talk. Okay. Now next scene you talk. It's, it's yeah. more of like a real world environment. And, um, yeah, I think Spielberg did that really well, does it really, really well. So, yeah. So, you know, you just said you're probably in a packed theater. There's a lot of people there. Your family's there. What What is life like as a as a Jurassic Park fan? You know, back in 1993, were you? Did you feel like you were I, a part of a part of something, or just like just yourself and 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 your your family there? There was. I mean, I I had everything Jurassic Park. I had the the bed covers, pillow, you know, the toys, <laughs> everything yep. that you could think of. I remember that, and I see them now and again, the, the McDonald's cups, and mm -hmm. I had the Gallimimus and the T-Rex and stuff. I had all of them, and I was obsessed. I had, like, that was the only thing that I could drink out of, was those cups. And, um, <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, sadly, I don't, I, unless they're in my mum's my mom's loft, uh. I, I don't think they're, they're around anymore. But, um, but, yeah, it was, it was Jurassic for me. And then every now and again, I would sort of, you know, if we were playing with friends and stuff, they they might bring their little Velociraptor, you know, the brown one and all of this sort of stuff. So there was, um, yeah. But, I mean, I was obsessed with it. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of my friends being as, as like, into it as I was, but, um, or still am, because I'm a big <laughs> man child. <laughs> nothing wrong with that nothing wrong with that i think uh you know a lot of no, us are everybody, like everybody knows how much i love dinosaurs still and all this sort of stuff and sometimes it's a bit like yeah yeah i know i'm like you know still into dinosaurs and i'm in my 30s and but, you know, you know it, I, I love they, it it's, dinosaurs are, are just like i don't know how you could outgrow dinosaurs They're, they are literally like some of the coolest things you can imagine and the fact that they were yeah. real and not mythological like they seem you know they seem like these like a dragon or something where you're like oh that wasn't real but like how cool would it have been to have seen a dragon but like this was real this was a real thing yeah. that you could have seen in life you have evidence yeah. of them and it's just like we can't fathom that and that's why i think these films are so special you know oh and so, yeah definitely and i think that's what what makes them more special is knowing that these creatures actually were on the same planet as us mm -hmm. and all of that. It was like you say, it's not, it's not dragons. It's not goblins. It's not this, that, and the other. And as, as much as they're cool and, and yeah. um, like it's, it's good for people's imaginations and stuff. These creatures actually roamed the earth and, um, and the sheer size of them and stuff was, you know, insane as well. Yeah. Yeah, when I when I was a kid, um, you know, I was certainly into dinosaurs, and I I kind of felt similar to you, where like I, I didn't really know many people that were into Jurassic Park. I mean, my close friends, you know, they, they probably liked it, but they didn't really care uh, like I did. <laughs> you know, I, I remember I think it was like second or first grade. I can remember I can remember back then, but I can't remember going to the theater for this movie. But like. 
Yeah. I, I remember that like me and this other kid dressed as like Alan Grant, and it was like a co- a competition. It was like for Halloween. We both dressed up as Alan Grant. It was like we we both had this like competitive nature where we like wondering whose costume was better and stuff like that. But like outside <laughs> of like that one kid, I didn't know anybody who was like obsessed with it like I was. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, exactly the same. Um, Alan Grant is is my hands down favorite character in the whole franchise. Yeah. Um, and I think that the older I get, I don't know if it's because I've watched it so much, but I feel like more like him in a way <laughs> because he's probably a little bit more sarcastic, maybe yep. a bit more cynical. I don't know. So I see, I see a little bit. I, I think, I think if that was me and Jurassic Park, I probably would um, reacted the same as him. Um, yeah. 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 So you said you had, um, you know, you collected a lot of stuff. You had, like, I had those pillows too, like a, a little red pillow. I had the comforter, the bedspread stuff. Um, all yeah. those amazing sheets, dude. The, those like. I forget they had like dinosaurs and logos all over them. Did you have what else yeah, did yeah, you yeah. collect? Did you collect like the Kenner figures or anything like that? Yeah, I had them all. Yeah, I um I remember the the I still remember the day that my dad came to the front door holding the big Rex, and Aww. to this day it's still my favorite piece of Jurassic memorabilia. I just absolutely love it. Um, <laughs> I still have it. That's amazing. <laughs> it's still with me. Um, <laughs> Amongst a few other little bits and pieces, but um, and the the um, the squirting Dilophosaurus also mm. was one of my favorites. Um, yeah, yeah. I, they, so they they all looked so cool. They were so much fun to play with and just build your own worlds and stories. Like, yeah. couldn't yeah, beat yeah, that yeah. as a kid. And I remember having the jeep, and I would sort of recreate the the breakout scene and all of this and. Yeah, I've just spent hours playing with these things, <laughs> setting up my own Jurassic Park, and but it would always be the, it would always be a mixture of like Jurassic Park and Lost World and things like that. So there was um, always like loose dinosaurs running around and mm-hmm. in the wild. Yep. But um, yeah, it'd always be the scene where the T Rex is pushing the car off the cliff, and so <laughs> I sort of I sort of like a little bit of a disaster destruction movie so i'm quite sort of i like the i like the build up to these things like in jurassic park it was the sort of here's the science here's the characters and and now it's like you know you're an an hour into it here's the t-rex and this is everything that's going to happen from there it just is you know disaster so yeah um yeah yeah let's move move on to like the the other ones too because uh, the Lost World was really, really impactful. I know you're around the same age. So, like, when that came out, that was, like, a perfect time for me to experience, you know, even more of the, the, the toys and figures, the the promotional yeah. period that they, they had for that film. And, and the film itself was just perfect for me. How did you feel during that time? Yeah. Um, I mean, again, it was, it was you know, the, the love of Jurassic hadn't gone away. And <laughs> I think I remember the Lost World more so in cinemas than I did. I remember, like like I was saying before, I remember that snapshot of, of my brother. So I remember being in the cinema watching Jurassic Park, but um, I sort of remember watching the whole of the of the Lost World in, in the cinema. Um, and yeah, like you say, is the, um, 
all the toys, the Thrasher Rex, the, you know, the bright green boxing and all of this sort of stuff. It was, yeah, it was so cool. And, you know, there was these coins that came with, I think it was like a tea bag. So I always remember my nan, like, <laughs> collecting dinosaur coins for me. Oh, man. Every time she got this box of tea bags. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I had I had a lot of stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I probably was getting to an age where I probably shouldn't have it, but, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I I was like what eleven or twelve, but then by the time Jurassic Park three came around, that's when I you know I was kind of too cool. You know, I was in high school and and you know big time teenager, yeah. didn't necessarily yeah. you know I wasn't into it as much. Were you were you feeling the same way back around JP three or were you more were you still invested in it all? Uh, yeah, no, I, I I remember just. I remember seeing a lot of pictures of the Spinosaurus and things like that. And I was quite, um, it came, it actually came out the same weekend as my, my mum and my stepdad got married. And I just remember thinking, I really want to go to the cinema. I really want to go to the cinema, <laughs> but I had to be at their wedding. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I, you know, I was, I was really into it still. Um, and even now it's, it, I don't know. It just hasn't gone away for me. It's always been one of those things that, and even with the massive gap between uh, JP3 and the uh, Jurassic World, it was always something that, you know, I would always still draw dinosaurs. I was always be interested in Jurassic Park bits and pieces. And so, um, yeah, I feel like it's ingrained in me somehow. It hasn't, hasn't escaped. Yeah. Yeah, and and you kind of mentioned it just a, a little bit ago, talking about the destruction of it all and and playing with the toys and stuff. And that's why I feel like when Fallen Kingdom comes around, it you know you you feel this like creative side of you that like loved doing that kind of stuff when you were a kid, creating these big moments. And then Fallen Kingdom's out, and it's like that's like a moment that I feel like I've created time and time again with my my dinosaurs with my humans and stuff. So for me, that movie worked a lot on, on a lot of levels because of that, because of that like creative energy that this franchise just brings out of you. Oh, for sure. I mean, like the volcano and all of that sort of stuff, it was, it was, you know, constant imagery as I was growing up with dinosaurs and volcanoes and all of that sort of stuff. Um, So seeing that together, I know that I think a lot of people had a bit of, something to say about the smoke and all that sort of stuff and Owen. sure um <laughs> but you know you, somewhere somewhere along the lines you have to sort of step back and go this is a film about dinosaurs that are being brought back to life let's let's just you know let it be in a way yeah but, um i mean for me the jurassic world series probably I think it goes that extra step, like over the top of the action and stuff like that, as as opposed to the JP series, um, whereas sort of especially the first two films were really, really based in a sort of reality and a groundedness mm-hmm. um, of the science and and things like that, and there was then a few action pieces because of what animals were doing. Um, and then you know Jurassic World's probably a bit more about the the explosions and the you know <laughs> the over the top jumping raptors and all of this sort of stuff. So 
Yeah. I mean, it's cool to see it's cool to see them back on screen and and see what they do with them. But um, yeah, yeah, not, nothing really beats those those early days. You know, I I love these new films so much and and everything that they offer. But yeah, there is something special about about that time maybe it's just the fact that we were you know young and and experiencing all this for the first time and you know you can't really beat that once you see a dinosaur for the first time it's like you know pandora's box you can't put it back in that's it that's the end you can't really experience that i know a lot of people when when talking about jurassic world or fallen kingdom they they say like well there's nothing like that moment in jurassic park but i'm like yeah well we already had that moment you know, we, we're, we're beyond that. We have to skip yeah, exactly. forward and do something else. And yes, uh, that's just kind of the 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 place with cinema today. It's like, yeah, we, we got to have flashy action stars and uh, and a lot of explosions and, and high energy. So, you know, I can't blame them for taking that route. But, yeah, I, I can understand when it's like not everybody's cup of tea, you know? Yeah, and I think, you know, when when the first Jurassic Park came out, it was – dinosaurs you know dinosaurs were around but they were pretty still they were still quite new in a way in big media and things like that Mm -hmm. and it was you know everybody said it about a million times is like seeing jurassic park was seeing dinosaurs for the first time on screen and stuff but so going from from 93 and up until it was 2001 with jp3 um we'd had quite a few years of of dinosaurs on screen and then you know the kids of today have 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 had dinosaurs on on screens for for a long time. So I think you know we were probably a generation of wow, this is this is new, this is fresh, this is you know this yeah. is not something, this is not a, a documentary of just pictures or just really sort of rudimental little dinosaurs and things. So this is this is big scale. So. Um, I think we're probably lucky in a way that we got to experience that for the first time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know I just had, you know, old dinosaur books and like some just some some dinosaur toys with a T-Rex standing basically straight up with its tail dragging on the ground. And, you know, that that was the stuff that we had, I feel like, as kids. It wasn't like it wasn't as just in-depth as it is now. Like you were saying, there's just dinosaur media everywhere on every mm. streaming service on every everybody's got their own dinosaur animated show yeah. or you know there's documentaries everywhere so you can get it everywhere now and you can kind of pick and choose but still Jurassic you know is the king of like you know big Hollywood so nobody nobody is yet to take them down and as as far as like bringing in a new franchise or anything I don't even know there isn't any you know there's nothing out there no and <laughs> um I mean you got I think you guys had the primeval series it's not. It? I I've never seen it. I know uh, Tom talks about it a lot. You know, I guess yeah. he's you know he's he's based out in in your neck of the woods a little bit. So I, that's nothing I ever experienced. I don't know what the uh, what the uh, uh, you know awareness was over here at all. Uh, yeah, I mean it was a massive and it was a huge budget TV series over here, and and it did really well, and there was really good characters, and it was sort of. It was a fresh approach about about bringing dinosaurs into into our world. It was opening sort of time cracks in time and things like that. And uh-huh. you, you just have like each different episode would be a different dinosaur, and and you know it's um, and there would be a team of sort of conservationists that would try and protect the public and all this sort yeah. of stuff. So 
you know, it, I'm surprised something like that hasn't been hasn't been made into a into a movie. So um, yeah, but no, that was uh, for me as a dinosaur nerd. Um, <laughs> that was really good, really good. You know, I feel like there's been some attempts. Uh, we had Terra Nova for like you know a few episodes. Yeah. I don't even it didn't really yeah. go anywhere, you know. But like I remember it being cool and fun, but like. Uh, just didn't take off and even i think it was produced by steven spielberg it just still didn't have yeah, yeah, enough was, weight yeah, to definitely. overcome yeah there was that what yeah. uh, there's been a bunch of time travely kind of things where you go back and see dinosaurs or you know yeah. whatever the case may yeah. be but yeah it's hard to get something that feels different enough and is innovative enough in its own way without you know uh taking what they learned from jurassic park and and doing the same thing uh so it's it's tough. Yeah, it's, it's hard to it's hard to mash dinosaurs and man together in a unique way that isn't you know there's um i think there was a documentary over here uh, like prehistoric park i don't know if you've seen it and it was sort of similar thing they had a park and they would look after these dinosaurs that they'd bring back from time and <laughs> stuff so which was quite interesting but it's just it still leans on the same sort of idea of Jurassic Park so it's mm -hmm. um, it's hard to get away from that really yeah. I, I mean I've I've tried to come up with new concepts for dinosaur ideas because you know it's something that I've wanted to create like a series of something either a comic book or something like that that um, that sort of puts man and dinosaur together and I, you know I created this little character and I called him buck and he was a little um so he, he was a caveman uh -huh. um but then dinosaurs still existed and stuff like that and then uh primal came out and it was sort of you know doing the same sort of thing mine wasn't as extreme mine was a mm. bit more comical but um but yeah yeah so yeah I, it is hard it's, i i I never got into uh, Primal. I still haven't. I still haven't watched it yet. I, I keep meaning to. I think it's available on a, like HBO or something out here. But um, yeah, I never got into that. Is that is that something that's a little fun? I know it's brutal, right? Yeah, I mean it is quite graphic. They've you know they've got a lot of um, there's a lot of blood and, and stuff like that, and it's it's the animation on it is insane. Yeah, it's so good, and it's real old school sort of it looks like a comic book on screen and, and things. So there's yeah. a lot of like blacks and all of that sort of solid color blocking and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. It's worth a watch. There is, I mean, it's a caveman and a dinosaur and they don't say anything to each other. Nobody <laughs> says anything. It's just a lot of action, a lot of noises and stuff, but you, you get what they're doing and you get what they're, mm -hmm. the, uh, the story they're going through. So, yeah, I know, um, you know, with uh, Pixar's Good Dinosaur, like they took the opposite approach of that. You know, you have a little cave boy and and some dinosaurs and, and stuff like yeah, that. And I know that was, the... yeah, that was something that people didn't really receive very well. I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, but like I can see why it's not, you know, it's not up to the caliber of other Pixar films and stuff like that, but... But yeah, it's yeah. it is a beautiful film. Like everything about it is just like you know, very oh, very amazing, like, created. Um, you know, yeah, like the, the the backgrounds and everything like that are insane. I think mm -hmm. the music in it is 
brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's got such a fantastic score all the way throughout. Um, we, you know, we've, we've seen it quite a lot in this house. Um, <laughs> my, my son actually is called Arlo. Um, and he wasn't actually named after the dinosaur. Oh. There was a, there was a program we, we watched when I lived in Australia and there was a, there's a son in that called Arlo. And then, and then the good dinosaur came out. Wow. Um, and we love we love the name from that TV show. Yeah. So now, and as soon as my son was born, eighteen months ago, um, everyone's like, "Oh, you you've done it because it's the dinosaur <laughs> and all of this sort of thing." So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a sweet but little movie. I can't movie. get away from that. I can't no. get away from that. And um, my oldest daughter's called Isla, and I'd never thought about it until somebody said, "Oh, you got your Jurassic Park reference in." And I was like, "What do you mean?" And over here, we say Isla Nublar. Ah, oh, okay. So I, I see. Like, ah, well, I actually didn't think about that at all. <laughs> yeah, that's so, uh, yeah. that's that's pretty. I I have a very similar thing with my kid. I mean, my my son's name is Lincoln, and for yeah. short for short, we call him Link. And I am very much obsessed with the Legend of Zelda, and you know, the main oh, yeah. character you play in that game is Link, and it's like. Well, you know, it's it's a great coincidence. We didn't necessarily do that on purpose, but I love that that yeah. is there for me to kind of go to, you know. Yeah, yeah, and ours was were completely um, completely random. We didn't. Yeah, I didn't sort of say they needed to be dinosaur references at all, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's that's beautiful though. Um, so I want to go into your art a little bit and talk about. Um, you know, influences and stuff like that, because Jurassic Park, hugely influential movie, whether it was people wanting to become paleontologists or just go into science in general, or, you know, we, we, it was like one of the first times a lot of us heard like a really cool, amazing score from like John Williams or seen, seen this yeah. incredible directing from Steven Spielberg. So there's so many people that just went into different outlets. And I know so much of the Jurassic community is filled like with creative people so was it something that really influenced you you know to kind of take this route uh yeah i mean i think it definitely has influence on my work and the you know stan winston and, and the team and things like that um that, that created these dinosaurs um and and the looks and it, it you know i still draw them today and i still i it like I can't beat the designs that they created. It, like to me, those Stan Winston creations are dinosaurs to me. Um, but even before that, it was, I was, I remember being obsessed with um, the land before time and not just mm -hmm. because they were dinosaurs, but because of, because of the way like Don Bluth and his, the way that they were drawn, the thing, you know, how they were animated. I just remember being sort of just looking at the screen and all of the line work and like you could see the wrinkles in in the skin and things like that and you know there's little rolls over little foot's arms mm. yeah it was just I don't know why but I was sort of obsessed with that sort of little detail in animation and the line work and things and I think that that still has some influence in my work today because, you know, when it comes to the legs and the little arms and stuff, there's always little folds around the, you know, the tail and all of that sort of <laughs> stuff and around the drawer. And 
so that yeah that film that that artwork and stuff definitely um, definitely has stuck with me um you know and um artists like chuck jones who the the tom and jerry that he did mm -hmm. i st it still sticks with me now the the way that he drew drew the uh, drew the characters and um and even you, you know the robin hood the disney robin hood and i quite liked the the roughness of the lines like you could almost see the line work in the animation and when then when they were moving and, and stuff so um yeah that 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 had a massive influence and then i saw jurassic park and then it just sort of spiraled from there really yeah so so like it's just your art is so unique and i i love the the entire vibe of it 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 captures you know jurassic and all of these other properties because you don't just you know you're not just uh you know creating things based off of jurassic so there's so many things out there but you make it work like across all these different mediums and different properties and stuff like that it's really i love it it's just it's some of my favorite art out there and it's just really just effective you know on so many different levels i love it thanks yeah i you know i i think many artists like myself spend many years sort of practicing their skill and, and finding a particular style that works for them i remember actually drawing sort of chibi style dinosaurs when i was a kid mm -hmm. and that's how i used to draw dinosaurs with the bigger heads and the bigger feet and, and things like that and um and then sort of over time it changes and then and then one day i started sort of i thought i'm going to just try that again that style and, and and do it how i would do it now and, and things and that's when i first started doing a lot of the jurassic world dinosaurs um and then yeah i just i seem to have got a massive audience from from doing that um particular style of art and it's just sort of progressed from there really it's um yeah, I'm trying to remember when I first saw your stuff. It's been a bunch of years now, and I, it might have been. It was definitely before Fallen Kingdom, but it might have been mm. around that time, like kind of leading up to Fallen Kingdom. And I remember seeing like a lot of shots of Owen and baby raptors, and that you know, yeah. the, one of my favorite things that that you've drawn is the uh, the T Rex against the volcano. And I just love that it, it's on my wall right over there. And it's just, I love that, that, that image so much. It's just, it kind of, it captures yeah. everything about that moment. Um, it, it, I, I don't know. It's, it's so, so good. And I, I, yeah, it, was one I of the, it's, it was one of my favorite, well, one of the favorite things to draw. I sort of, I remember seeing, I don't know if I did it before or after I seen the movie, but, um, because there was a lot of that imagery around the promotion and things like that. So, uh -huh. um, but yeah, it was even to this day, I know it's only been a few years, but still yeah. it's, it's probably one of my favorite things that I've, that I've done myself. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, I'm scrolling through right now and just kind of taking a look at uh, all the different pieces you have over on Instagram, um, which uh, Mike Spires art right over on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's there's so much great stuff. It's like, and I don't want to say cartoony. I don't. I feel like that's undervaluing. You know the the style, the art style here. But like some of it is very fun and just not 
necessarily like realistic or, or lifelike, but then others are, mm-hmm. and you, you capture both elements so well. Like whether it's, you know, I saw, you know, a picture of a very, very like lifelike looking Brachiosaurus, but then you have like the Ankylosaurus, I think you've posted somewhat recently, which is just like, it's amazing. And I love how like, how fun and goofy <laughs> that thing looks, you know? Um, how do you work with the balance of, of creating those, those two different things? Is there something in your mind? Like when you're, when you're creating something, uh, like kind of walk me through your process, I guess, when it comes to creating these different kinds of pieces. Um, so I mean, when I'm doing my artwork, I'm very, very much shape driven. So I sort of work out you know, particular, it might be a T-Rex or a baryonyx or something like that. You know, it, it's the baryonyx probably, you know, definitely has a longer, more triangly head and things like that. So I sort of map out the the shape and the pattern and things like that, or the position, sorry, um, and try and just sort of and go from there. And then, you know, I, I don't, it sounds weird, but I think because I've seen so much imagery i sort of just gets it's stuck in my head and then i just sort of just draw, it just all draws gets down on the paper or, or my ipad sorry and uh yeah it's it just sort of just spills out of my head um <laughs> but yeah i just i think i am very much uh, shape driven when i when i start mm-hmm. the process um and when I look at the anatomy of something and how sort of the foot falls or where the position of the hands are or the jaws and, and things like that, that's sort of, you know, things that I focus on. And I think it's little details like that that, that make it more recognisable to, uh, I say, the character, but the particular mm-hmm. style and, and species of dinosaur from, from Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Yeah, I mean... I can see what you're talking about with, you know, starting with, you know, a certain shape or how you want to, you know, just start that and where you want the focus to be. Cause like, you know, looking at yeah. some of them, you can see that the perspective is, is, is interesting. It's really interesting. Like it might be like a giant head that kind of comes into frame or, and it's just, the focus is beautiful. And I love how, how animated everything feels and you can, you can, sense exactly obviously you know like what species or which character or you know which even just dinosaur you're referring to in that moment and and i love Mm. how how it captures jurassic so so well it feels jurassic even though the art style is completely different than you know anything you would see from jurassic you know maybe outside of mr dna or something but you know there's not a lot of uh, jurassic art that's like that so i think it's super unique in that sense yeah i mean i I, like i'm quite I know that they they look quite simple and, and maybe cartoony, but I try to I try to capture as much of the the little details as well. If, if it's the the um, the coloring, patterning, and any scaling or or anything like that that sort of makes it unique to that species or or, or what people have seen throughout the series or the franchise. Um, yeah, so I try to try to make sure that those things are in. in involved as well do you find yourself uh having a hard time like sticking or go like dipping away from jurassic park i know you do so much other art and all of it like the the other human because you know a lot of the other things are just like human characters or or like monsters or superheroes or stuff like that like how often do you find yourself like wanting to to dive away from jurassic for a little bit is it something you're you're still interested in 
Yeah, I, I'll definitely, um, definitely, you know, I don't always want it to be Jurassic and I, mm-hmm. it's something that interests me. Um, so it just, you know, it makes me want to draw the Jurassic stuff. I, I find it quite, you know, I'll sit there in the evening with my wife on my iPad <laughs> and before I know it, I, I've just sketched out this dinosaur and I wasn't even thinking about it necessarily. Um but then I see characters like um, it's, it's the Marvel universe and things like that, that mm-hmm. I, I think cool looking characters. Um, and I think, you know, I've done those in the past and it is something that I definitely do still enjoy doing. Um, but I just, I feel like sometimes I, I go straight to, straight to a dinosaur, maybe to, maybe to start off the process and then see where it goes. But I mean, my, my notebooks, for work and and stuff like that, I just constantly scribbled with little Marvel characters, or you know, just any random things from movies and and stuff like that that interests me, and clusters and stuff like that. Gremlins, like I'm also obsessed with Gremlins. Um, oh yeah. So it's you know those little things that I also get sort of involved in, but I probably don't post as much of of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. As I should, really. <laughs> you know, you I've just you... I've become more. People know me more for my dinosaur art, dinosaur artwork. I think over over the other things that I do, and and you know, I get people commenting on that stuff and liking it and and things like that. But um, you know, when I do, I did the the four raptors from the JP series, um, and you know, just people just went absolutely nuts for it. And, and it's, it's hard to know what people were like, but I just, I just do stuff because I like doing it at the time and post it and share it. I, I love it, man. It's so, it's so interesting and unique to me. And I love, I just love every bit of it. Like each and everything, even if I'm not a fan of, you know, a, a certain property or something that you've drawn, I'm just like, man, that still looks amazing. Like, <laughs> and and you kind of you're you're I feel like you're underselling yourself a little. I know you mentioned like you know simplistic and you know and and stuff like that, but like art is something that I wish like you know uh, a drawing or, or painting or anything like that. I wish is something like I was capable of doing. I feel like you know artists like yourself and and others just make it seem so natural and like you know I'm sure obviously a lot of hard work goes into it, but it's just something that's just it's a beautiful form you know to be able to to do and. I think I think everything that you've created is uh, really unique, and it's got your own you know your own vibe. When I see it, I'm scrolling past Instagram, and I'm like, okay, I know exactly who that is. I'm gonna throw a like on it, and and I, yeah. I don't have to question it. I don't have to like really look twice. I'm like, yep, I know that's that's Mike's art right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite. I mean, it's it's quite nice for an artist, and you know, there's millions of artists out there that you know. Are way way better at doing things than I am. Like I'm not the best, but it, I've had that comment quite a few times, and mm-hmm. it's quite nice to know that although you know I probably am harder on myself, but it's quite nice to know that sure. I have a style that people do recognise. And I think I've worked worked at that, and it's not something that I've purposely gone for and said. I need to have something that's so unique or slightly different or people can tell because, you know, I, I see other artists on, on Instagram that 
replicate that style and things. And, you know, I, I have seen a few times where I've thought oh, that that looks like mine. And <laughs> but then it's also nice to know that you are also a little bit of inspiration for other people to do to do stuff and develop their skills as well. So in the same way that I've done over the years, you know, there's there's tons of other artists that I I love and, and follow on Instagram and stuff. And, you know, it's all learning. You know, I, I've seen how they color certain things or the way that they uh, draw lines and things. So it's all it's all a learning process. But um, yeah, it's it's quite a nice feeling knowing that I have a particular style that just sort of popped up out of nowhere, really. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I love it. And it, uh, it speaks volumes to like what you're capable of. And I, I was scrolling through and I saw this, uh, it looks like somebody just blew it up and put it on like a wall, like in a garage or something like that. Like that, that must be cool, right? To see like, yeah. you know, has, has anybody like put it on like a tattoo or anything like that? How cool is it to see like your art out there? Yeah, no, it's amazing, and and seeing that seeing that wall graphic was was incredible, and and um, you know the guy that I did that for, I've done a few different bits and pieces for him, and you know he's good customer to have, and <laughs> yeah, he he owns this this the vehicle wrapping business and has a oh, massive man. blank wall, and and just um, said you know I want this breakout scene and. Um, I drew like a particular style of T-Rex for him in the past. And he said, you know, I want, I want to have, uh, I want to have my Rex coming out of the, uh, of the fence. So that's, that's what happened. And, you yeah, know, it was fantastic. And, you know, I get people all the time asking me, can I use this piece? Can I use these lines and stuff for, for tattoos and, and sharing their, 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 their tattoo work that they've had done on them. Um, so, you know, it's quite nice that people actually go to those lengths to actually take take the work and, and, and actually want it on their body physically for yeah. eternity. You know, it's, <laughs> it's insane. So, That's amazing. Um, yeah, and I get people asking me for commissions and selling prints and stuff. So it's, 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 it's humbling knowing that there are, I have an audience out there and, and people are willing to to sort of to have that in their homes and on their bodies and in their work and so yeah it's it's great it's nice it's a nice feeling so so tell me a little bit i i have this uh i have this book right here so this is uh a to zosaurus i i got this you know a few yeah. years ago i think you did like a, a kickstarter right or something like that and yeah like yeah. It, it was because of your art and as soon as i I saw you post about this. I was like, all right, got to get that. It's amazing. Um, and look, I mean, I, I even have like a little baby Brachiosaurus in there. I think, you, you know, signed by you. That's, that's awesome. I was like, I remember seeing your, your little Brachiosaurus uh, piece that you had where like this swooping neck and just this big old head. And, yeah. and I remember like, I was like, all right, I need a, a baby Brachiosaurus. Cause I know that was one of the, um, one of the whatever you call them, like the steps on on Kickstarter, where the you could tier, like yeah, have you the, tier the tiers, really yeah. A... So I was like, all right, gotta have them do movie. that. <laughs> but like, talk about this this book for a second because it's so fun and it's just it goes through all these different dinosaurs from A to Z and it has like a nice yeah. fun story that winds itself in there. Is this first off? Is it still available anywhere? Is it something that anybody can buy at this point, or is it uh, you know kind of uh, over and done at this point? 
Uh, I mean, at this point, it's 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 over and done with. Um, I've sold it a few times, and the uh, and and Ray, who who wrote it for me, um, and sort of you know let me hound him to get it done. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was sort of a it was a project that I had an idea for. Um, actually, on the way when I was flying over to Australia. Um, and I was sort of, you know, I wanted to do this A to Z dinosaur book and, and for kids, but I didn't want it to just be, I don't know what the word is without sounding offensive. I just didn't want it to be too, <laughs> um, too static. You know, I, want, I wanted something fun in there. I wanted something unique about the book. And, and Ray's writing, like I, I've, I've been, friends with Ray for a long time and, and he's written some amazing things um, and produced his own books and, and I love his sense of writing and um, I just, yeah, I just thought it would be perfect for this book that would allow kids to just laugh along with it as well and just have a little chuckle. There might be things in there that, you know, people find random or people find funny and, and stuff, but I just didn't want it to be another sort of real hard factual book and there's some amazing amazing books out there and I have quite a lot of them um but yeah it was quite important for me to have something that was was a little bit different um yeah and that's sort of similar to what I did with the next book um I tried to sort of emulate that that fun fun side of of dinosaurs really yeah I, I, that's what I love about it because you're, you're right. You know, when you're sometimes when you're just sitting down with your kid, you want to read something fun and you want to see something that's got a lot of really fun, uh, colorful artwork and stuff like that. You don't you don't necessarily want to dive into the history of dinosaurs per se, but you want to you want to give some facts and you know you want to be especially you know as a parent and I I, I struggle with it all the time. I'm like I don't know how to say some of these dinosaur names and you you leave that in there for people so i've i've really appreciated this book over the years because i've you know it's been a few years now and i've um mm. when, when did it come out by the way when was that what what year was that oh god um i want to say 2016 that's what i was thinking because i i was trying to think i think it was before my son arrived and i was like i put it off to i think mm. maybe i knew he was on the way or something like that. I forget. And I was like, all right, I'm yeah. going to put this off to the side so that when he's born, you know, we'll have, you know, this, this awesome book to read and, and, to yeah. you know, help him learn about dinosaurs. And, you know, I just, yeah. uh, first off, thank you for this. It's, it's an awesome book and I love it so much. So, you know, I, any, any kind of uh, thing you ever create in the future that's similar to this, you know, I'm all for it. So it's just an awesome book. I feel, I feel like people yeah. should at least look into it, even if it's not something that's, uh, you know, readily available at this point, but uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a really it's, fun um, creation. Yeah. The physical, the physical copies, um, you know, sold out, which is, is quite good for me. Um, <laughs> there are digital copies online on Amazon at the moment. Um, so you can, if you want to go and download a digital version of it, you can. Yes. Um, and get, get involved and get in, ingrained in, in the, this stuff. But, um, but yeah, it was, um, I, wanted, I wanted it to be still factual so there are some serious facts in there and, and things so it does it does sort of tell you about 
where they lived and when they lived and what they ate and, and things like that. But but the writing has it sort of tells you a fact and then and then gives you a twist with it as well. Um, so yeah, that's that's sort of that was my aim, and I'm really proud of it. I, I did a first run many years ago, and I think I don't. I'm not sure if. I think if you got it on the Kickstarter, then it was the second run that I did of it. Um, and then, yeah, so it was, it's been quite popular. I had a lot of people asking for it. So it's it's done okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and you you did a second one, right? Dino Words for Dino Nerds. And it, yeah. like how, how uh, oh, there you go. Look at that. <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Look at it. Oh, it's so good. I love, I love that oh, sound. Um <laughs> Yeah, this one, this one was just another sort of, you know, sometimes I think with, with dinosaur books, there's so many, uh, so many big sort of sciencey terms or dinosaur related, related words that I just wanted to make it a little bit fun and break it down. So when kids are reading about what a sauropod is or something, they <laughs> understand what sauropod means and, and all of this sort of stuff. So, and this one, I, you know, I, I did all the artwork for and I, I wrote it myself and, and mm -hmm. stuff. So that was a bit of a bit of a bigger project. But, you yeah. know, again, it's, it's finally done and out there and people have it. And That's so. how, how time consuming is that process, like creating the art for it and, you know, the written part as well. Like it's got to be a lot of work to do something like that. Oh, yeah. In, insane. <laughs> and, and you don't really realize how how long it takes. And And, and I think like the artwork side of it is quite a long process anyway. There's, mm -hmm. there's the creative creation of the dinosaurs and then the, the scenery and the background and all these little bits and pieces that you then have to bring together and put into, um, in design. And then just the writing itself, it's, it's trying to find a tone in a way. Do you want to write it as a story? Do you want to write it as single sort of pages and little rhymey things and stuff? So, mm -hmm. It was it was a little bit of, of of work on the brain trying to just um, <laughs> sort of work out that process. Yeah, um, and I've written bits and pieces before. I used to work in advertising, and not not that I used to write these ads, but I did like little bits and pieces. So I was sort of okay with it. And then this was mm -hmm. like the the first big challenge that I did for myself. So well, that's amazing. I like. I, I like what you're doing. I love all the art and I love that. Like, you know, I think you can say in a, in a lot of years after these, you know, kids have had these books for a long time, it's like, they'll look back, you know, how we look back on all the, you know, dinosaur books and things we may have had as kids. And like, I think, I think kids will probably do the same for your stuff too. So that's, that's really cool. And I think that's gotta be a good feeling. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I hope I have some, some little impact on, um, on people, on kids, and, and things like that, with with my artwork. So yeah, it's uh, it's quite nice to just get it out there and, and have it in in people's hands, really. That's awesome. So uh, let's let's move back to Jurassic for a second because Camp Cretaceous. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you're big into artwork and stuff like that. This is the you know Jurassic World animated show. Like, tell me a little bit about like when you first heard that they were you know finally going to do uh, an animated show for real in the Jurassic universe was that something that excited you uh yeah because i remember wanting that when i was a kid to be honest um i wish there was more more content um 
for the franchise than just the movies than like when we were younger. Um, so yeah, no, definitely, definitely piqued my interest. Um, I wasn't sure what they were going to do with it, how it was going to look, if it was going to be sort of 2D, it was going to be really sort of exaggerated and stuff. So at first I think, I don't know that the style was a little bit, I was like, Oh, okay. I, you know, yeah. But, um, but no, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely grown on me. And I think, um, the animation over the, the last three series has just, has just got better and better. I think even watching the third series to seeing the dinosaurs up close and things like that. And you can really see into all the scales and yeah. I don't, I don't know what really it is. Well I feel like as the show has progressed through this very fast-paced three-season arc that we have, like so quickly, I, I was like yeah. watching it, watching the third season. I was like thinking in my mind, did it, does this show look better than it did at the beginning? I was like, are they yeah, are they progressing things? Oh, like, yeah. what's happening? Because yeah, it yeah. just looks a little bit better. <laughs> it does, no, definitely. And I think you know, as 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 they as they've gone on, I don't know, I don't know how they they put it together if it's one long process and then they split it or they have breaks and, and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I was, I was watching it yesterday and, um, I just, some of the, some of the shots in it, I was like, this, this looks incredible. It looks incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, compared to the, the first series where it was good. Some things were a bit flat and some things were a little bit off, I think for me, but, um, that's just me having that weird artist brain and seeing, <laughs> seeing, but yeah. still it's just an amazing show. And I sort of, in a way, I, I wish we'd had this story for the Jurassic world movies, to be honest. Yeah. Other than, um, like with Jurassic world sort of felt a little bit rehashing Jurassic park in a way. I know they did slightly different things, but I think they maybe lent on that too, too much. And I think, with Camp, Camp Cretaceous, um, they've got really good characters in it, and it's it's a bit of a different sort of take on the franchise. Um, but yeah, so it's well, it's a good show. I'm glad to hear that you you're into the the art style and and uh, the the show overall, because like yeah, from an artist's perspective, you know that's got to be interesting to see something like this and to think about you know oh what could you do or you know how could things look a little different, but. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they've done a pretty great job. And, uh, you know, of course, some things it's like, well, you can tell budgetarily, like they had to not render out all of these different things or, you know, in, in the third season, there's like a, a tower just in the middle of the jungle and there's nothing else around it. It's like, okay, like, but it just, you know, it, it looks, it still looks great. And, you know, I, I, yeah, it was this third season. I, I remember like watching some of the moments. I'm like, wow, the directing here is really, really good. They took a lot of bold chances, I think, with this season and did some some really uh, interesting things story wise. And uh, I, I honestly like, I don't know how much it doesn't. I don't know if you've have you really divin uh, divin. That's not a word. Have you <laughs> have you dove much into uh, into like kind of replicating and, 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 you know, like you have with the other Jurassic films and stuff like that. Do you ever create Camp Cretaceous art or anything like that? Because I don't know if I've seen a ton of Camp Cretaceous stuff from you. No, I haven't. And I've had I've had people sort of say to me, oh, I'm, I'm surprised you haven't drawn Bumpy and then things like that. And I actually, I have. It's down in <laughs> sketchbooks. I just haven't, 
I haven't done it in in final art, and you know yeah. I've got so many little poses and things like that of 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 her, and um, you know I I really want to draw the baryonyx and the, the other bits and you know the other species and stuff from there. I think you know Toro as well is is pretty good, pretty recognizable with the yeah. the big scars and the burns and things oh like that. Oh my god, so that'd yeah, be quite, good. quite yeah. a good one to do. Yeah, you know, I have seen some some artists around Instagram kind of recreate it. So I think like with your style too, you know, just seeing cuz actually lens like you you've kind of like created like this uh almost like a an animated universe with all the different, you know, characters from the films that you have. So I think adding in, you know, these characters and putting yeah. them on the same yeah. level as like a Grant or an you know, an uh, uh Owen or somebody like that. You could actually see like, oh, they do blend very well together, and I think that could be fun. Um, so yeah, yeah maybe maybe yeah. one day you'll 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 get that out there because, yeah, it you I'd know they're to, they're very. I'd love to, and I think like even even drawing the the kids in in my mm. style and with the dinosaurs and stuff. Like I saw the uh, the new toy, the the figures that are coming out and dinosaur with them and stuff. So it'd be pretty cool to do like a little homage to that. Um, with the character and, and a dinosaur and stuff. So yeah, yeah, maybe I should get onto that yeah. and make it happen. So, <laughs> you know, I, uh, one of, one of them, you, uh, you know, I would like to actually see in the future E750. I'm not going to stay vague on, on the, the creature itself, mm -hmm. just in case people haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But, but like to see that come to life in, in your art style would be really interesting because like just in general, that thing is, creepy it's 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 weird like <laughs> everything about that design in the show yeah. is odd and strange oh, purposefully speaking you know it's not like you know i'm not saying it's a weird art direction but like it's it's on purpose like the reason that it looks the way it does yeah. and i think i think like seeing your depiction with the stylized art and the the interesting like um size comparison to different parts of the bodies and stuff like that. I think it could be really fun to see like that come to life. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like you say, there's, yeah, it definitely has its own unique, um, shape and structure. Um, <laughs> and, and some of the shots in it, I think the first oh. shot that you see it fall and the lightning and thing, it was like, it sort of took me back a bit. I was like, Whoa, this is, yeah this is insane like, what is this <laughs> that, they're, that they're introducing but um i know no, it's, i know it, uh, it's a fun looking character <laughs> um and it almost feels like something that if i was given the brief i sort of would have created something looking like that mm -hmm. um anyway because it is quite stylized in, in its in its in its structure but um yeah, I'll I'll definitely I'm definitely gonna uh, draw it. I won't put it out just yet. Yeah, I yeah. Don't give any spoilers and things like that away, to be honest. So don't want people angry at you for uh, for for posting that just no, yet. No. I'll, I'll give it I'll give it a little while and then I'll then I'll put something out. But uh, nice. Yeah. It's, so the. Uh, oh, sorry. We're uh we're just around or not really yet. We're we're we're, we're yeah we're around a year away from from Jurassic world to minion. Um, mm. give me your, give me your thoughts, your quick thoughts on like, what do you think of this movie? What do you think it's going to be like? What, what are what are your expectations for, for Jurassic world dominion at this point? Um, I mean, 
like everybody, I'm excited to see uh, to see those those main characters back in in this universe all together and see how they react, uh, interact together, and mm-hmm. how that sort of plays off. I think I have sort of my own sort of hopes for how Ian and Alan sort of you know interact with each other and stuff. So um, yeah, I I hope it's going to be as big as I think it's going to be. Um, I'd love to see a, an Avengers Endgame style movie with this <laughs> and just have a big finale and have it a little bit longer and, and you know, whereas sort of Fallen Kingdom in, in t- moments felt quite rushed. It was next thing, next thing, next thing. And all of a sudden you're at the end of the film. So it'd be good to have some moments where there's, you know, a little bit more explanation on what's going on or interaction between the main characters and, and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting to see um, the dinosaurs in in, uh, in our world. Yeah. As opposed to being on a park <laughs> and, a, and an island. So, um, yeah, it'd be very, it'd be very good. So if, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So what, what would be, let's say, one thing... I want two things, but one thing that you you want them to do, and then one thing that you definitely don't want happening in this movie. Oh God, maybe I'll, I'll what I don't want to happen. I don't. I think, like I said earlier, I, I just don't want it to be a huge action film. I don't want it to feel like a Fast and the Furious movie <laughs> and it's just constant you know it's just constant guns and and explosions and where they're trying to catch these I, I want it to feel quite quite real um and I know it's not and I know it's quite fantasized because it's dinosaurs and and things but um yeah I just I don't want it to be too over the top okay yeah I I can I can you know kind of sympathize with that because this movie seems like it's going to be so incredibly big, right? Like you have, you have to reintroduce these three, mm. talk about where they've been this whole time. Yeah. And then you also have to tie yeah. in the, the new characters and plus the cloning story. How does that fit into this? And plus Dodgson and Biosyn and like the list goes on and on and all the, all the other characters, Barry and uh, Zia and Franklin, I guess they're in this too. And, and, I you know, so many people are in this movie. Plus, there's yeah, there's other new uh, actors you know added to the franchise, and so many plot mm. plot lines you think could happen. And how do you how do you like how do you do that all in? And I, like I hope it's more than two hours. A little like you're saying, end game esque in a way where it's like feels yeah. like an epic, yeah. and they're not just like, well, this is a Jurassic movie. It has to be just over two hours, like two hours and like eight minutes or so. You know. Yeah, I think I think it would be nice to do. I think it'd be nice to do the trilogy and the you know the other three films a nice bit of justice and a nice bit of ending with a with a um, a big sort of epic film. Like you say, there's there's so many characters to go through, and maybe that's maybe that's the uh, the downside of of films these days where they have so many characters that they've got to talk about and introduce. And then some only just get an odd line here and there and doesn't sort of make sense. And then you're meant to feel 
bad for them when they get eaten and, and things like that. And you're just like, well, I didn't really know. <laughs> you, know you don't really know them. You know, compared yeah. to Jurassic Park, where there was a real small handful of characters that it was really sort of based around their experience of that weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's it's going to be it's going to be epic. I sort of already have a scene in my mind that I'm hoping will 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 happen, and I, I just want it to be based around the the Costa Rica scene with Nedry, and, and I sort of want to have that flashback and and have yes. some sort of tie in with that conversation with Dodson and and how all that sort of came to play, or, or how they even spoke before. Mm-hmm. Um, and how you know his, his Dodson's sort of experience of Jurassic Park, and 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 uh, obviously he's still involved in this sort of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like you have to you have to reference that in order to explain who he is to you know new audiences because outside yeah. of his name you don't know who he was in Jurassic Park, so you kind of have to explain what his deal was, like what. What he wanted them for, and all this this stuff uh, again, just to people, and then then you can catch up with the the current timeline and show them in the future. So I'm expecting some de aging and stuff like that as well. And I think you know, with the glimpse that we yeah. got in one of the images, we we did see what seems to be you know uh, a 1993 or so Isla Nublar, or I guess it could have been Isla Sorna too. So it did say site B or something like that on a container. It's been a while since I looked at the image. So, um, yeah. but yeah, it seems like, it seems like we're going back there in some way, but I really hope no, it plays no, no, out yeah, that way. You know? And that, that's pretty exciting to sort of, you know, have that, that part of the, the franchise recognized even more so and a little bit of a look back into that. I mean, it might, it might be to do with, with Wu and, and something that he was doing at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it'll be interesting to see how it all comes together. And I, I just, I don't know what's going to, like I've seen location shots. I've seen them in the snow. I've seen them in Malta and all of these different places. And then we got the, the scene of Owen um, in the jungle. Mm-hmm. So it's just it. It feels like it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, um, it's going to be on on big scale, and and um, yeah, I just hope it. Uh, I hope it's a good finish to the to the trilogy. Yeah, let's let's keep our fingers crossed crossed there. Um, <laughs> so as as we're winding down here, I do want to do something hopefully a little fun here. So I have um, I have a bunch of questions. They're just either it's like a, a yes or no, or just give me a quick answer. Um, but it's a rapid fire questionnaire in 60 seconds. And I think it'll help give us some insight into like how you really feel, uh, about this franchise. So are you ready? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm going to start the clock in, in just a second here, but, uh, yeah. All right. Ready? I'm going to count down three, two, one, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Jurassic Park, Lost World, JP3, Jurassic World, or Fallen Kingdom? JP. Uh, feathers or no feathers? Jurassic Park. Uh, 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 no, th- no, no feathers. <laughs> Indoraptor or Indominus? Indominus. San Diego, yes or no? Yeah. Is Ben Hildebrand brand the worst? <laughs> yes. Hoskins, Hoskins or Wheatley? 
Uh, Wheatley. Uh, oh Spinosaurus or T-Rex? Uh, T-Rex. Mattel or Kenner? Kenner. Are Muldoon's socks high enough? Yes or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> dinosaurs or theme park monsters? What are they? Uh, dinosaurs. Uh, is Owen the kid at the dig site in Jurassic Park? <laughs> I want him to be. I want him to be. I want him to be. That's that's another that's another thing that I was sort of hoping would tie into this <laughs> this franchise. Um, yeah, it's one of those fun things yeah, that everybody talks about, and you know, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, it's yeah. just a fun little you know hokey little could what could be a tie-in, but uh, you know, it's it's most yeah. likely not, but. Yeah, I just yeah, I, it'd sort of be a good sort sort of uh, tie in, and and that conversation with Grant would be a an inspiration for him to sort of work with these animals and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. right. You know, an you old know. man traumatized me when I was a kid, and, uh, <laughs> and and it made me you know just get into this whole thing. I had to go and join the navy and, and sort of get it out. Yeah, and then yeah all of was... a sudden dinosaurs were real again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, uh, real quick before we head out, I, I want to discuss uh, some artwork that you you made for for the show. Uh, we we had you make some stuff because we wanted to create, um, just kind of like a, a, a slightly new identity, I guess, for the show in a way, and just um, just create something that was fun and and for us, and you know, because the Jurassic Park logo, you know, that's iconic. You, you necessarily can't beat that when it comes to Jurassic iconography, right? But I wanted something fun that helped, you know, give us an identity too. So we we had you make some really fun artwork. And I basically said, you know, I just want something that's similar to what, you know, you've created in the past and give us this bright colors. And, and look, I was like, my favorite, I was trying to think of like my favorite kind of stuff because you asked me like, oh, well, what do you want to see on this? And I'm like, oh, I feel like it's got to be Lost World Raptor. Uh, I just love that that Velociraptor. I think it's so cool, and I, and I know you've had a, a few different iterations of it on on your Instagram. And I'm like, all right, yes, d- give me something like that. Make it stomping <laughs> on this this microphone. Uh, yeah, it was it was so much fun to to get this from you and to have this uh, as something we can, you know, share around and use as branding on on our you know on our feeds and our you know website and stuff like that. So I, I'm. First off, just very thankful that you were you're able to do this for us, and I I love the the style and everything about it. I think it's a lot of fun. Oh, it's absolute pleasure. Like when you asked me if I could do it, it was just you know how could I say yes quick enough? Um, <laughs> so no, it was yeah, it was it was a really good one to work on. It was um, like you say, it's the Jurassic Park logo itself. And and the the one that you use for for the podcast itself, um, everybody knows. So um, it's it's trying to do something fun, something a little different, something that still relates to the franchise and and something unique unique for yourself. So hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I for for years, and I know we we discussed it. A long time ago, you know, I remember one of the original times that you reached out and you, you were like, yeah, any way we can help, uh, you know, to, 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 you know, create something down the road. And I was like, it took a while, but I was like, all right, I think time now's the time, you know, at this point we've been doing this for, uh, oh my God, is it like 
six years now. It literally is like six years, like right around now. Um, so yeah. or actually, I think we're even past it at this point. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so I, I felt like, you know, it was time to kind of introduce something a little different and, and fun. And uh, yeah, so so thank you for that. And I, I'm I'm excited to see what everybody thinks and uh, to hopefully build, you know, not a different identity, but just a, a different version or a different, uh, a new look for us. So that's, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it still sort of ties in with what you do, but like you say, it's, it becomes your own identity then. And, and, uh, you, you've had, you've had the, the logo for a little while. So, and I think be good for a change. Yeah. And I think it will always, it'll always simulate and, and just kind of, you know, show that you you know you're the artist behind it and you know like i said earlier you can't i i don't think you can look at this art and be like or any of your pieces and just be like oh that's somebody else i'm not sure who that is so i think everybody will look at this and be like hey, i know who made that you know you're you'll will always refer back to you and it will always link to you and um you know and you're always open for commissions and stuff like that every now and then too mm -hmm. so you're you're always creating and you're always making some really special stuff so just tell as we head out, tell everybody, you know, what you can do and what, you know, what you're open to. And I guess let everybody know where they can find you and, and uh, talk more. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, as, as of as of June, I'm actually um, going full time freelance design and, and illustration. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely up for, for new projects and things like that. Um, open for commissions for work and, and stuff. So. Um, I, I mainly use Instagram. I've got Facebook and I've got Twitter. Um, I've just started posting my um, my process videos on TikTok, actually. Um, but Instagram's, <laughs> you know, it's it's the visual one. Um, it's the one I probably have a bigger sort of community base and stuff like that. So um, yeah, so Mike Spires Art is where you can find me on on all of those platforms. Um, but yeah, just reach out. I'm, I'm happy to discuss anything really. Awesome. doesn't well, have to be dinosaurs. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I think, I think everybody, you know, out there loves your stuff and, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to be dinosaurs. It can be whatever, whatever, just take a look at your yeah. feed and it's just like, it's everything. Like if you're a fan of Marvel or, or like literally anything, I think I saw like Hellboy and like you said, gremlins and like all this fun yeah, stuff that people just, and stuff, you know, I'm, Oh yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a massive '80s nerd, and and all of those films. Sort yeah. of growing up, um, I just the characters were amazing. So I, I mean, I, I tend to doodle and draw a lot of those um, sort doodle, of things. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I did good. see your your Slimer out there, and I was like, you know, I am addicted to Slimer. I love you know <laughs> Ghostbusters and and all that good yeah. stuff. So I'm like, you know, yeah. that is. Slimer is a fun one to see. Literally every iteration of Slimer there is. I, I he's a fun character. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can tell him straight away though. It doesn't matter what he looks like. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he looks he looks different in in every iteration anyway. So it's all good, yeah. you know. Any any yeah, way people so. create him, it's it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah definitely. So 
well, yeah, we'll have all your links and everything on our website in our show notes. So so definitely head to our, our site, JurassicParkPodcast.com, and you can find everything you want uh, in addition to heading to his, uh, his Instagrams and everywhere else, too. So thank you so much, man. It's been fun learning about uh, your history with Jurassic Park and learning about how you make all this art and everything. So it's been a pleasure. And, and keep it up, and uh, I'll, I'll look forward to scrolling through Instagram every day and seeing what you're up to. Yeah, thank you. Cheers for having me on and, and taking the time to talk to me about it all. So yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Now, now get to get to work on the on the visitor center. It's looking like I said, it's looking a little, you know, dusty <laughs> and uh, you know faded after all these years. So so it needs some help. So so you know, get started. Get the pencils and brushes out. Yeah, I'll start fixing it up now. Get that all Velociraptor right. sorted. I'll I'll be back in about four hours. So we'll see how you how you've uh, done since then. <laughs> a small shape section of the, the business. <laughs>so so much for listening to this episode of the jurassic park podcast of course uh first off i gotta give a shout out to tom jurassic for recording that quick audio for you guys showcasing a new project that we're working on together we have something fun planned for you this month and uh that does include your thoughts on jurassic world dominion we want to know that one thing that you are looking forward to with Jurassic World Dominion. So please send us a video of yourself explaining that. If you're not comfortable on camera, you know, take out some Mattel toys or Kenner toys or just shoot the trees. I don't know what you want to do, but send us uh, a video of yourself saying what you are looking forward to. One thing from Jurassic World Dominion and send those to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We are going to put everything together for a very fun project, so please get the, those into us as soon as you can. And, uh, of course, a big thanks to Mike Spires uh, for just for coming on the show, for joining the team, for creating some really, really fun artwork for the show. Mike is somebody that I've, I've wanted to get involved for years now, and uh, we just never had the, the chance to do so, and now uh, it was that opportunity, and I'm so... So grateful that he was able to create something really fun for us and uh, kind of help us out with a, you know, an identity and a, a fun aesthetic and something that we can share with you as well. If you did want to pick up, you know, your own merch or st stuff like that. I like I said, it is something that is out on a, a store right now. So if you do want to pick that up, please do so. But do not feel obligated. Uh, I mostly, like I said, I wanted something for myself that I could pick up because I've always wanted that for the show and for our contributors and stuff like that. So thank you, thank you, thank you again to Mike. And uh, yeah, it was great talking to him finally after all these years. So please head to our show notes, find all the information on Mike Spires. And of course, you can find him on our Meet the Team. We do have a link on our main site now on the main page so you can find his store as well. So go check that out, support Mike. He has so much great stuff out there. If he ever opens his commissions, you know, open it up and uh, you know, give a chat with him and see if you can create some awesome stuff for yourself. So thank you so much to Mike Spires for joining today. So before we head out of here, I actually did want to read a review over on Apple Podcasts. So um, I am not an Apple Podcast user, but when I want to leave a review for my friends' podcasts, for ones that I'm listening to, whatever they may be, you got to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave that five-star review, write something fun down, and uh, for our show, I will read your review 
whether it's five stars or not, but please write something fun so I can read it. But this time, we have a review from Dylan, and uh, this one uh, titled Tyrone Dinosaur, and it says... This is a wonderful podcast. I really seem to enjoy this podcast, and it has everything for every Jurassic World, Jurassic Park fan. I love the podcast. So, thank you, Dylan. Uh, I really, really appreciate that uh, that review there. That was five-star review, so thank you so much. And uh, I'm glad that you you appreciate the podcast, and, uh, and I do think that it is something fun for every Jurassic World and Jurassic Park fan. We don't, uh, we don't try to, you know, seclude or anything like that. We like, uh, you know, discussing Jurassic World with everybody who loves Jurassic World, and we love just, just discussing Jurassic Park with everybody who likes Jurassic Park or Camp Cretaceous. You know, sometimes those don't overlap, and sometimes they do, and it's wonderful, but we're always here to discuss each and every element of the franchise, whatever that may be, if it's the music, the animated stuff, the toys... Uh, we don't we don't uh, try to gatekeep here. We're having a fun time, and we're having fun discussing everything. So thank you so much to Dylan. If you guys want to uh, discuss anything Jurassic, or if you just want to leave a review, please do so. We'd absolutely love that. But I think that's all I have for you today. So let's welcome in Jurassic June in the best way possible. Share around everybody's projects, whether it is dinosaur art or toy photography or uh, creating scores or whatever they may be doing. There's so many amazing things happening this month and just support everybody. It, it really helps the fandom. It helps uh, the fandom grow and find you know, a bigger outlet out there so we can help become one of the biggest and best uh, fan communities around. And I am just so excited for Jurassic June this year. And of course, all the official stuff that is potentially on the horizon. So please take Jurassic June to just have so much fun and uh, and share and help and do all of you all that you can to just create a very positive month for Jurassic fans. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. Stay safe out there. Do everything you can to be kind. And we'll see you guys all next week. I'm going to go ahead and hand it off to myself for the outro. Thanks, everybody. Saddle up. Let's get this movable feast underway. Be sure to give us a follow over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod, and myself, at Brad Jost. Also on Facebook and Instagram, at Jurassic Park Podcast. Don't forget to join the Jurassic Park Podcast group on Facebook. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So be sure to follow along. Also, don't miss our live streams, toy hunts, reviews, in-depth bonus content, gameplay, event and theme park coverage, and much more on our YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We will read your reviews at the end of most episodes, so be sure to spare no expense. Find us on the web at JurassicParkPodcast.com, where you'll find today's episode's show notes, articles, contributor bios, and so much more. If you want to get a hold of us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or send emails to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. We're always looking for new segments, contributors, mailbag submissions, or anybody who just wants to say hello. Feel free to call our voicemail line at any time to leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Make sure to be kind to everybody and stay safe out there. Thanks for listening and enjoy. 
you're doing and leave now.